Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. It's Trina Mari here and on the line we have got Ashling Parkinson who is from the employment law firm Lewis Silken and we're talking today because it is very much the festive Christmas work party season and our own one is happening tomorrow night Ashling. so you're going to talk us through the, the do's and don'ts at the office party. It's definitely a night where you see people in a different light altogether isn't it? Absolutely. So this is obviously good timing for us to have this chat now, Trina. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I don't drink. I'm yeah. okay. I don't drink, but other people do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they need to be careful. Um, yeah. It, it, look, it is uh, obviously it's a night that everybody wants to enjoy, and I'm sure your employer um, wants all staff to have a good time. But it's just something to be mindful of, in in the sense of it being a you know a work related event that ultimately there may be a responsibility on the employer entity when it comes to this type of celebration. I think it's important that everybody does enjoy themselves, but within limits and appreciating that, you know, colleagues have to be treated and should always be treated with, um, you know, a level of dignity and respect. Um, And just to be mindful of that, both as kind of colleagues and, you know, and as a responsible employer as well. And I mean, it's not to be a killjoy in any way. Everyone's entitled to go to the party, have a good time, have a few drinks. But there is definitely, it seems to be the one night where people will make a show themselves. And can your employment be affected by that? So, I mean, I'm sure people have that, the fear and the dread, the day going back into work after the party if they've done something. But uh, legally standing, could something happen to your position if you were very badly behaved? Well, yes, in short, because you have to remember that just like when you're in the office, or in your designated workplace that you identify kind of between your, your right if you have a regular Monday to Friday kind of nine to five the workplace event is an extension of that you know of your of your workplace so your behaviours at the party could actually land you in trouble if it's you know not up to not up to scratch so you could find yourself in a situation where if you've unfortunately had a bit too much to drink and have said something untoward to a colleague um, you, you might find yourself on the receiving end of a formal process or something like that in the following weeks because your employer could be faced with a situation where a complaint or a grievance is raised on foot of something you have said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've hit on an important point as well in the sense that, you know, everybody's entitled to go to it, which is, of course, absolutely the case and, and, and everybody should be included in an inclusive atmosphere at work. People are also entitled to say they don't want to go along to an event like that. Not everybody does celebrate via the use of alcohol. A lot of employers are looking at other ways and means of celebrating kind of festivities. We're seeing many employers who are kind of rolling out day events that are not serving alcohol in an attempt to avoid the situation where people may lose the run of themselves. Um, So yeah, I suppose it's just being mindful that, you know, it is a work-related event and certainly um, coming along to your employer in the following weeks and saying, oh, sure, that was just a bit of fun at the Christmas party is not going to cut it in terms of an excuse or a response if um, things have gotten out of hand. Say if you you fancy the girl who works in accounts and you think, right, this is the night I'm going to make the move. Now, you wouldn't make the move if you were standing beside her in the office. Could something like that get you into trouble? Yeah, I'd probably recommend you don't make the move at the party either. (laughs) Um, But then again, everybody's probably thinking I'm going to be the killjoy in that sense. You see, the same principles apply. um, And just because you have a bit of Dutch courage or whatnot doesn't mean it's necessarily a good idea in that moment at a work-related event. This is what we see. We see, you know, um, not just intentions of, you know, somebody liking somebody else and wanting to take that further. In the same vein, there can be situations where maybe there have been like rumblings of discontent between employees and, and colleagues and 
a bit of just courage make somebody want to share that or get that off their plate so if you don't feel comfortable kind of sharing it in your regular workspace it's probably an indicator that you probably shouldn't share it outside of it okay. um, at a work related event as well I think yeah. that if that was a, a rule of thumb that you were to abide by then that would be fair enough and I suppose it would be remiss of me not to mention that employers should be reminding their staff about the fact that you know their policies such as like workplace dignity at work anti-bullying sexual harassment all of those policies are relevant and they apply at these work-related events because you do hear hear these stories Ashling. you know uh, Johnny walks up to Paul and he says to him I never liked you anyway all this kind of thing with a few jars on board and you'd never behave like that if you were sitting beside him in the office and then they wonder why they're in trouble then when they go back to work you made a point there as well about not everybody has to go to the party I have got so many friends who are dreading their work party and uh, they're trying to think of every excuse under the sun to get out of going. You don't have to go. No, of course not. And and you don't necessarily need to put forward a justifiable reason as to why you don't want to go. I'm too lazy. Um, so I want to watch the much, telly. <laughs> yeah, as, as much, and look, you probably might have one, but as much as you have an entitlement to attend, you have an entitlement to decide that it's not your thing and that you just don't want to, you know, you just don't want to go. And an employer, absolutely. If any employer was looking to me to kind of have a word with somebody on foot of not wanting to go to a Christmas party, I would have to put them right in that sense that it's just not an option because you have to respect how people want to um, celebrate Christmas and other and other events. It's probably worth saying as well, like this topic comes up every, you know, late November, early December. We're dealing with it, um, instances of it in Lewis Silken as well. But it's probably worth mentioning that this is kind of an, an area that it doesn't just apply at Christmas time and for Christmas parties. It applies kind of year long to any workplace events that might be taking, you know, that might happen yeah, throughout the year. So, the, so telling, yeah. yeah, exactly. So telling employers about, you know, remind them, and it, it's a really valid point and it's a really good thing to be mindful of as an employer when it comes to making sure that everybody's familiar with the relevant policies. But that's something, like, you know, actually that should be focused on year round for the purpose of defending yeah. in a, a, something anyway. I think a lot of uh, employers have this, you know, handbook of the rules and all the rest. And I, I doubt many people have actually read these. But from an employer's point of view, how would you best manage something that might say if somebody comes up to you the, the next day after the party or they text you and say such and such said something to me? Like I had a friend of mine and in an, this won't identify her in any way, but in her old job, one of her colleagues uh, was able to tell her to the cent how much her salary was. And this person should not have known this or had access to this. And with a few drinks on, they said it to her. So they'd obviously been snooping in her payslip. That mm. was the only way. And she was like, what can I do about this? Because obviously they've drink on board and you have to go to your employer. Yeah, that, that's a, a really tricky one. And it's a good example of how these things can come out and people feel like the guard is down with mm. or without alcohol, I guess. So um, certainly in a situation like that, I think it wouldn't be unreasonable for your friend, say, to go to her employer, or maybe her HR rep, to say, look, this came to my attention at the party. I'm not really happy the fact this person has my personal data and I want to understand how this happened. Mm. And at that point, the 
you know, the employer would be obliged to investigate and see how this is, you know, how this information came to light and whether or not it was as a result of kind of untoward snooping or whatnot. Um, so you're looking at a formal process and time and, you know, management time and employee time involved in, you know, establishing an internal process into understanding how that might have happened. I suppose it's also worth mentioning you referenced there, like people not reading these policies and whatnot. And I totally get that that might be the case. But actually, it's the employer's obligation to ensure that everybody's really informed about what's in those policies. I guess they're not just kind of standards to have up on an intranet or, you know, available in the staff room or something that people don't actually pay attention to. Your employer is, is obliged to make sure that you understand the content of your anti-bullying and your harassment policies so that actually, you know, you can identify what is right and wrong in a, in a particular social situation or and in situations in the workplace yeah. so um and and also i mean there's there's an obligation as well or an expectation anyway in the irish employment law sector that you know a level of, of training will be provided to staff in terms of how they might deal with bullying harassment issues like that so i suppose um it won't be enough of a defence to give a tip to an employee if they find themselves in a particular situation. It won't be a defence to say that you didn't read it or you weren't no. familiar with it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ignorance, I guess, is a defence. But, uh, but, I mean, that applies equally insofar as the employer is concerned as well because they have an obligation to make yeah. sure that staff do know what's in those policies. Uh, just to finish up, Ashling, do you find that a lot of people might want to go to their employer and make a complaint about a colleague or whatever as, as a result of the party and then they check it out when it goes to actually go into an investigation or whatever? They, they kind of go, oh, God, is this the right thing to do? People get worried about going ahead with their yeah. complaint. Yes, I find that happens a lot, actually. And it, it can depend on the level of seriousness of the complaint. So, like, you know, not to forget that there's a range of issues that can happen at, at a party. And, like, on one end of the scale, somebody can be offended by something that maybe was meant in jest or whatnot. And, the, and on the more serious end of the scale, he could be talking about a potential sexual harassment issue. Mm-hmm. Um and I suppose an important point to make as part of that narrative is that it doesn't matter what the intention of the person is in question. It matters how the the person who was on the receiving end of a particular comment or a particular behaviour feels. So, again, an employee saying, I never intended for that to, person to feel that way won't really cut it in terms of a defence to a particular comment or a particular act, say. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I would see it a lot that you would have, and in some instances, something quite serious or reported and when an individual realises and is kind of educated in terms of what a process looks like they kind of they'd be nervous or won't want to put their name behind something and probably just because they want it all to go away and don't, and don't want a level of investigation but very often in cases of really you know really serious complaints an employer will more than likely pick up that complaint and, and investigate it regardless of whether or not the person is going to stand over it mm-hmm. and stand behind it now that puts an employer in a much more trickier situation because they don't have the per, you know the complainant behind it but many employers won't be willing to hear an initial complaint of sexual harassment I'm using this just as yes. an example by the way um, but won't be you know won't be comfortable hearing about a complaint and then you know deciding not to, to follow it up just because the employee might feel you know nervous or whatnot about mm-hmm. doing so 
Can I just ask you, and we might get you on another day actually, Ashley, to go more in depth on this, just the, the mm. topic of bullying in the workplace. I mean, how does somebody prove that they're being bullied in the workplace? Is the onus on the person who's being bullied to prove they're being bullied or is it on the other person to, to prove that they haven't bullied? Well, first and foremostly, if, if you are, um, as an employee, suggesting that you're being on the receiving end of bullying behaviour, you would be expected to put forward instances, including kind of dates and examples of the behaviour that you consider was bullying behaviour. So I suppose there is an element of, you know, there's a, an element of responsibility on the person who says that they're suffering at the hands of somebody in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the colloquial kind of term or what you might recognise as bullying, it's not going to suffice to have kind of a once-off incident of inappropriate behaviour or poor behaviour. Bullying is defined in Irish law as repetitive behaviour that makes somebody feel, you know, vulnerable or puts them in a in a particular place. So you would need examples of repeated incidents in order to properly cement, you know, a bullying complaint. And then, of course, once, once you put forward those examples, which you know, it's not a nice thing to have to think about, but if somebody is in that unfortunate position, generally speaking, they are able to put forward the examples because obviously they've been on the receiving end of not so nice behaviour, so they have the memory or the police, they've jotted down the incidents themselves. Um, And then it's up to the employer. Yeah, keeping a, sorry to interrupt, Mm. so keeping a diary of exactly what happened in the incident is probably helpful because if you feel like this is ongoing behaviour, sometimes it can be tricky to remember, oh, what what was it that happened? Something happened, but you know they were hard yeah. or whatever but like if you keep a diary of what happened your case would be much stronger I'm sure Absolutely well it, it certainly gives your employer more to work with doesn't it mm. um, when you have active facts to back up what your experience of particular behaviour is and look, very often I would see there would be factual examples of what's gone on whether or not it meets that definition of bullying from an Irish perspective is another thing but I mean once you have the factual basis for it you really put it in the hands of your employer to determine and to investigate whether or not it is bullying. Okay well there you have it Ashley Parkinson from Lewis Silken Employment Law Firm I hope that we're not calling you next week after our Christmas party Go, oh jeez Ashley I don't know what I did at the party uh, no it wouldn't be me anyway because I don't drink but um, <laughs> let's just hope that you oh, don't may see not be alcohol related I yeah. <laughs> let's hope you don't see my phone number coming up on your phone you'll be like oh no what happened so listen thank you so much for your time today and everyone going to your parties um, Ashing says enjoy them do enjoy them but just uh, yeah absolutely behave yeah, to a certain be mindful, extent I suppose be mindful of- yeah, your behaviour. <laughs> Thanks right. for having me, Trina. Thanks a million for Take coming care. on. It's Ireland's Classic Bye, bye-bye.